0: I am really excited that you're up here, like really excited that you're up here. I get to talk to the adults all the time, and that's cool, but everybody knows kids are cooler than adults, right? That's, right? that's like pretty obvious at this point, that you all are pretty cool. And I'm sure you're going to do an amazing job listening, because I hear about all the good stuff you're doing down in Grace Kids, and how you listen, and you obey, and you, you pay attention, Right? So we're going to still be able to do that upstairs today. We got that covered. Can I get a thumbs up if you hear me? All right, so thumbs up. Okay, so we got that. So we'll, okay, cool. So I want to give you a little bit of a, and when I mean little bit, I mean like a little bit of a summary of what we've been doing upstairs this year, what we've been talking about. And I mean, when I say little, I mean like a couple sentences. So adults don't knock me. But what we've been talking about this year is something called the divine pursuit, the divine pursuit. And it really has two essential elements, two sides, right, that we're thinking about when we think about the divine pursuit. Now, the first one is that God is pursuing us. Make sense so far? God has come after us. At at one point, we were really far away from God. Because of sin, because of bad decisions, because of our heart posture, we were not as close to God as God would like. And so God decided that he was going to hatch this plan. He talks about it in Genesis, actually. And he talks about it all throughout the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And, well, we just don't got time. But he talks about this plan that he's going to put into effect so that he can pursue us, so that he can remove that big chasm, that big gap that was between us and him. We know it to be the cross. Or some people, if you're really deep, you might say the perfect work of the cross. But we know it to be that God was going to pay for all of our sins. Because someone had to pay. And he realized that if we paid, well, we may not be able to handle that cost. So, God, in his love and his kindness for us, he paid the cost for our poor decisions, he paid the cost for our mistakes. So, we see that he's pursuing us in that. And there's a lot of other ways in which I can demonstrate that God has pursued us, but I think the cross is a pretty good example. Would you agree? So God pursues us. Now, once we understand how much God loves us, once we understand all the things that God was willing to do to get to us, how he was willing to bankrupt heaven, give up his son, that he might be with us, we then realize that what's life worth living unless we're pursuing him back? God didn't do all of that so that we could be exactly what we were before, disobedient like we were before, not listening like we did before, but instead that now that our lives have been changed, now that the penalty for our mistakes has been paid for, now we have the option, and I would strongly encourage you to pursue said option. We get to pursue God. We get to go after him. How many of you go after God? How many of you want to know him more? Kids, I should see more hands up. I I think you don't realize how much you do downstairs, how much you do every week. When you're studying your Bibles, when you're praying, when you're going to Grace Kids, when you respect your parents, you are going after God. So every hand should be up. How many of us are pursuing God? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was hoping to see. So that's a summary. Again, when I say a summary, when I say like a little bit, that's four months. In like three minutes now for my adults if you go well you left out this part you can watch youtube with your kids later it's available online but for the sake of time we won't cover everything today but just know god has pursued us with everything he has and now we are invited and incapable of pursuing him now with everything we have can i get an amen Amen. all right So today's message is kind of about that whole us pursuing him. And so the message, if you're taking notes, and I think it's going to be adorable if a kid pulls out a notebook, but if you're taking notes, the message today is called game plan. Game plan. Can you say that with me, kids? Game plan. Hey. So let's start with a demonstration. I got two volunteers that I asked to play a game with me earlier. So Jack, Ty, can you come up? Clap it up for our volunteers. Now, I told these gentlemen that I was going to have them play a game, but that they weren't going to know what the game was. And Ty's immediate response was, I'll figure out the game. (laughs) So we're going to try one game in hopes that they don't figure it out. But if they do, I warn them that I have a bonus game, bonus game, bonus game, bonus game. Bonus game. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't warn them to give me effects in the back, so I had to give it to myself. Bonus game, bonus game, bonus game. Okay. So, what I need you both to do is we're going to put our feet flush against the steps. Okay. Perfect. All right. So, we have a line here. Can you all see the line right in front of their feet? It's an imaginary line, but it's right here, right? I drew it with imaginary marker before. So it's right here, yeah? You guys can see it, right? It's right there? You can you see it, you're sure? Okay, perfect, you can see the imaginary line. Arwen, we might need you to check them out later because they're seeing imaginary lines. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Okay, so you see the, imag- okay, perfect. So okay, we're gonna play the game. Go ahead and take one step forward. You both lost. Step back again? Go ahead. Okay. Perfect. All right. Go ahead and high five each other. You gonna leave Jack hanging? He put his hand out. You gonna leave him hanging? Ty, I think you figured out what game we're playing. What game are we playing? We're playing Simon Says. We're playing Simon Says. Now, they couldn't win the game before because they didn't even know they were playing the game. And if you don't know what game you're playing, you don't know the rules, right? Okay, let's try the bonus game just for fun, just because I love torturing people. So we're going to play the bonus game. And then when we play the bonus game, I'm going to teach you how the bonus game works. But after I teach you, I'm going to say it in your ear, after church. I, but I'll tell you after church how it works. After I teach you, you have to agree to all the rules of the game, okay? So I'll teach you after church how it works, but for now, we're just going to play it. You don't need to know the rules. You ready? Okay. So I'm going to say three things. I'm gonna say I'm gonna point to three things in the church. Okay, I need everybody's absolute silence. Shh, gotta to be total quiet. Shh. I'm gonna to point to three things in the room, and then after I point to those three things, I'm going to ask Ty and Jack to tell me who I'm talking about. Okay, so three clues, and then I'm going to ask them to tell me. Who I'm talking about. We're only going to do this one round. So no pressure. But you have to figure it out in the first try. Okay. C- completely quiet. Because they need total quiet or it won't work. Okay. First clue. Miss Sam's sweatshirt. Right there. Is that like pink or like magenta? Like salmon. Salmon color. Have you ever had salmon before? Salmon's really tasty when it's grilled. Baked. It's amazing. Sauteed. Okay. So salmon color sweatshirt. All right. Um, I like Tom Short, Sawyer's shirt. So like that green right there. Can you see that? So we got salmon. And we got Tom Sawyer. Can, can, you, can you turn around for me, buddy? He look at me? Turn around right here. Look over here. Hi. He's wearing a green shirt. Okay. So salmon and green. All right. And then. Hmm. 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 Okay, <clears throat> this particular hair, right here.
1: Mm. I didn't do my hair before.
0: Right? No, 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 it doesn't matter. Don't worry about your hair quality. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. This hair right there. Can you see it? Got to squint. On Josh's perfectly lined-up sideburn, oh, just above his beard. Right? <laughs> oh gosh! No, not the gray one. Okay, so. Miss Sam's sweatshirt that is what color? Uh, Salmon. Salmon. Tom Sawyer's green shirt, which is amazing, by the way, buddy. Yeah, it is. And then that hair on Josh's, let me see, his left sideburn. So on three, I'm going to ask you to tell me who I'm talking about. Count down with me, everybody. One, two... Three, who am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. And usually it's the right answer. But no. <laughs> it's not the right answer, no. The right answer actually is Josh. Wait, what about the where do I have about? No, no, no. <laughs> So after church, because I really love playing this game, but we don't have time. After church, I'm gonna explain to you why it was Josh, and then we'll practice see it to see if you really got it. Because it was particular. Ah, no, 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 no. You, you, you're like, if this was close to where the answer is, you're over there. But it's okay, because you didn't know the rules. So go ahead and take a seat. Clap it up for our volunteers. So what's the point that I'm trying to make? Well, the point I'm trying to make is if we don't know the rules, it is impossible for us to win the game. Although Ty did win. Ty's like, I won the first game. To be clear, Donovan. But if we don't know the rules, it's impossible for us to win the game. And I'm comparing or using as an example, playing a game to our pursuit of God. Now, I know that our pursuit of God is a bit more serious than a game. It is life-changing. It is eternity-shaping. So I know our pursuit of God is really important. But for the sake of our conversation today, I'm comparing it to a game. And I'm saying that if we want to pursue God well, but we don't know the rules for pursuing Him well, we won't have success with pursuing Him. It's important that we know how to pursue Him, right? What are the rules for our pursuit? So I'm curious, because you all go to Grace Kids and some of you go to Activate and the rest of you all stuck with us in the mornings, but all the same. You kids and you teenagers are pretty smart. So I'm curious if you can tell me where I could find the rules for pursuing God. And you can shout this out. You don't need to raise your hand for this one. Where's one of the places I could go to find out how to pursue God? The Bible. The B I B L E. Yeah. That's the book for me. Yes. The Bible. Now, you hear that answer so often that maybe when you become an adult, you might take that answer for granted. But that answer is a pretty solid answer. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can get bored with the Bible. Because we're always told to read it and we're told that there's answers in it. And maybe sometimes we take it for granted. But I'm here to tell you that the Bible is something that God gave us as an instruction manual, so that we would know how to pursue him. We should not get bored with the things that God gives us to use. The Bible is an amazing tool, and if we find ourselves getting bored of reading it, as I've been guilty of in the past, we are making a grave mistake. We never want to get bored of using the things that God has given us to understand the rules for pursuing him, the rules of pursuit. See, if we don't know the rules, we can't win the game. And the game that we're playing is getting to know him better, having a greater relationship with him. And I can't afford to lose that game. There's so much amazing things on the other side of me getting to know God more, me pursuing him better. So I don't want to not understand the rules. And that was a double negative. As I, as I said it, I was looking at you, Rosie, and I'm like, ugh, I could have said that better. I really want to know, for the English teachers in the room, I really want to know how to pursue God well. Is that better? Okay, that double negative was like rough. Like, it, it, ugh. Ugh. So I really want to know how to pursue God well. And one of the ways I can figure that out is by opening up my Bible. Thank you, Josh. But the other way in which I could understand God a bit better, the other way in which I can know what he says, there's a group of people in this room that we can listen to that could really help us with understanding God better. The people I'm looking at or referring to, they start with a P and it ends with S and it rhymes with errands. Who do you think I'm talking about? Say it again. Say it one more time with your chest. Everybody really loud. What am I talking about? Okay. We'd be listening to our parents. And that might also get boring, right? Because sometimes our parents tell us to do things and, well, we don't want to do them. Raise your hand if your parents have ever told you to do something and be honest. You didn't. Want to do it? Okay, so we got some honest people in the room. Praise God. Okay, wait, better yet, hold on. Ugh. Put my leg up for that one, hand and leg. There are times where my dad has told me to do stuff, and if he's watching, my bad, dad. But there's been times where my dad or my mom have told me to do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna opt out of that one. Thank you. But that's dangerous. <laughs> Beyond the fact that we can get on punishment. It's dangerous because our parents have been given to us, just like the Bible, by God so that we could receive instructions on how to pursue him well. So I don't want to get tired of the Bible, but I definitely don't want to start ignoring or disrespecting or opting out of the instruction that my parents give me. Make sense? Now, you got the Bible. We got... Your parents, but you also, and I hear that you hear this at Grace Kids all the time, so I should not be saying something you've never heard before. You also have the ability to hear God as well. How many of you believe that God can speak to you? You should also have your hand up. And if you're not sure, we can talk about it later. I'd love to talk about it later. But we have the ability, I don't care how young you are, I don't care if you don't have a beard. Sis, I see you don't have a beard. And usually that's a sign of like, you better stop pointing at her, (laughs) you better stop. But, (laughs) we're gonna address that later. But, I can see you don't have a beard. And a beard is a sign of old, or age, and maturity, typically, right? And so you may not have one, but you're still wise as well, if you listen to God. Make sense? Zeke? You can hear God speak. That rhymes. And Zeke said, yes, I can. Zeke, you can hear God speak. Yep. (laughs) He said it twice. He doubled down. I think everybody in this room can hear God speak. Yes, you can. I agree. That was my point. Yes. So I think that we have a variety of ways in which we can learn the rules about how to pursue God. And this matters. I know that this is true because in John 14, verse 15, Jesus says the following. I'm saying this really slow so that me and media can be on the same page. Yes, praise him. John 14, verse 15 says, if you love me, this is Jesus talking. I know it's not in red, but just trust me on this. I got it from like the red stuff. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Or another way, you will listen to my rules. Or another way, you will follow my instructions. Or another way, you will do what I tell you to do. Just in case you don't like commandments. Maybe that sounds too forceful, too old school. But Jesus is saying, if you love me, you'll do what I say. So then that means that God must tell us what he wants because he can't expect us to follow his rules unless he's told us. Right. Because if he expects us to follow rules that he never told us, it'd be no different than me having Ty and Jack come up here and play a game and expect them to follow the rules, and they've never been told the rules. That wouldn't be fair. Was it fair what I did to Jack and to Ty? Not really. I made them play a game without knowing the rules and then expected them to have success. Now, I warned them before they came up, so just so we're clear, they knew they were gonna lose. Although, Ty won on the second try. (laughs) But when you don't know the rules, you can't win, and God would be pretty unfair if he expected us to follow rules but didn't outline what the rules were, didn't give us a clear place to look for the rules. So God speaks to us. God has been so kind as to give us parents. God has given us an instruction manual called the Bible so that, when we know the rules, We can show him how much we love him by following the rules. Make sense? Now, there's this really cool story in the Old Testament. And when I say story, understand, I'm not saying something that's fake or a fairy tale. I'm just telling you that it's like a story that happened. It's something that took place. It's a historical event that took place in the Old Testament. And it's when the Israelites were going to war with the people of Israel of jericho for my wrestling fans out there they'll know what i just did yeah shout out to you wwe fans but jericho they were going to war with those people and god through an angel gave instruction to israel's leader at the time joshua and god said i want you to do the following so that you could have success Now, what he wanted them to do was to walk around Jericho, get this, six days in a row, once each day. And they were to walk around without yelling insults or saying, we're going to beat you so bad. They were just to walk around the city walls of Jericho. And on the seventh day, they were instructed to walk around the walls of Jericho seven times and be extremely quiet. So, can we all be quiet right now? Shh. Pretend like we're walking around the walls of Jericho. Shh. There's still some talking. Shh. This is how quiet it was when they were walking around the walls of Jericho. Tom Sawyer got scared. I get it. I get it. I'm scared too. This is how quiet it was. And then on the seventh day, can you hear me? I'm sure you can. You got to listen really closely. On the seventh day, they were really quiet and they were walking around. And wait, I'm spoiling the story. I, I should let you hear about the rule that they had to follow from, from my friends from VeggieTales. See, so this is actually a, a whole story that VeggieTales tells. And if we can go to the 22 minute and 30... Oh, no, actually, no, sorry. The 21 minute and 45 second mark, I believe it is. The 21 minute and 45 second mark. Perfect. There's this story from VeggieTales. All the kids are like locked in now, huh? Yeah, I know what to give you. I know what you like. uh-huh. So, in Josh and the Big Wall... We see how the Israelites are instructed to deal with the people of Jericho. Now, understand that this plan seemed a bit silly. Can can we just admit, if you've seen this before, they were going to war, but they were told to walk around a wall. That seems a bit silly. I don't really quite understand, if I heard that from God, how that would work. That if I walk around the walls of a city a couple times... That eventually the walls would fall, and I would be able to have victory? That seems a bit silly. And the Israelites were starting to doubt whether they should follow that rule. But we're going to hear from our friends from VeggieTales, and they're going to talk to us about why we should be following God's rules. So can we play at Media Team? Tonight,
1: they talked it over. Well, um, that, that could have been a lot worse. We made it all the way around, so... Um we only have to do this six more days. And that, that'll that take care of it. Well, what do you think? I've got Slushy in my ear. Well, um. Time to fire up the laminator, Jerry. Um, do you think that's a good idea? Who wants to see the pyramids? I'm organizing a tour. No, wait. Things were really falling apart this time. Josh needed to do something. And quick! Junior? Wait! Don't you see what you're doing? God gave you directions and you're ignoring them. Don't you remember what happened when you are supposed to go into the promised land, but you got scared and ran away instead? Because you didn't follow God's directions, you had to stay in the desert for 40 years. Well, yeah, but... That was... I know God's directions don't always make sense to us, but things work out a lot better when we do them God's way instead of trying to do things our own way. It didn't make sense when God told you to walk right through the Red Sea. But what happened? The water dried up. And it didn't make sense when God told you to live in the desert even though there's no food in the desert. But what happened? God gave you manna to eat. Don't you see? Sometimes God asks us to do things that don't make sense to us, like walking around the city to make the walls fall down or being nice to someone who hasn't been nice to us. But when we remember that God made us and loves us and always wants what's best for us, we can be sure that His way is the best way. The Lord has given this land. 2 Pyramids. Let's go to Jericho.
0: So we don't always have to understand what God's asking us. You see, sometimes we just have to go off of his track record and remember all the things he's done for us before all the problems he's helped us to solve, all the ways in which he showed us he loves us. And when we think about what he's done for us in the past, when he asks us to do anything, when he gives us any rules that don't quite make sense, we can bank on the fact that, well, he's been good to us before. God has done well by us. He continues to do well by us. So, as a result, if he asks me to do anything that doesn't quite make sense, I trust the fact that if he has told me to do it, if he's told you to do it, it's probably what's best for you. Or I'll spare you. I'm not going to sing this song. Uh, I want to sing this song. Uh, maybe at the end I'll sing it. <laughs> so, we first started talking about rules in the game plan. Now I want to talk about strategies, and then we'll start to wind down. So I believe that a strategy we could use for pursuing God well is found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So we're going to jump into the Old Testament. Now, it says there, trust in the Lord with all your heart. With some of your heart? All your heart. Most of your heart? all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways in some of your ways in most of your ways in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight so in all my situations I want to acknowledge God, whether they be difficult situations at school, whether they be difficult situations at home, whether they be difficult situations with my friends, whether they be feelings or thoughts I might be having about myself. I want to acknowledge God in all of my ways, and I don't want to trust my own way of understanding it. Because while I might think that I'm pretty smart, and I might think that I'm pretty cool, you know who's smarter? God. You know who's cooler? God. I mean, like, there wasn't a cool before there was God, so, like, naturally, he has to be the coolest. Just saying. He predates cool. Or swag, or whatever it is you say now. I don't don't know. But he predates it. So, God's way is the best way. (laughs) And that's the way for me. So I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways. But in Psalm 24, it gives us a different way to look at it. So let's go to that. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. See, another strategy for pursuing God well is recognizing that I live in the world and God owns the world and everything and everyone in the world. So who's in charge? God. We don't have to second guess it. We don't have to be confused about it. Zeke, you're not in charge. God is. Now, sometimes as kids and as adults, you're looking at you adults, you taxpayers, you president electors. Sometimes we don't follow the rules because we forget that God is in charge. But a strategy for obeying him is remembering that he's in charge and that everywhere we go is his place, his domain. So it's not just in church, because in church, it's pretty obvious who's in charge, right? Remember Ty's first answer earlier was Jesus. Well, that sounds like a safe answer in church. But guess what? Who's in charge at school, Ty? The Lord. Now. You might follow him by listening to your teachers or your principal or your assistant principal or the aides or any of the adults for that matter. But ultimately, their authority was given to them by God. And for my adults, when you're at work, and this is something I need to hear myself, so I'm saying it to you, but I'm hearing it myself. When I'm at work, I need to listen to my supervisor, even though sometimes I don't like what they're saying because their authority has been given to them by God. So wherever I am, I don't get to opt out of God being in control and God owning everything. Is there a place you can think of where God is not in charge? Can anybody? I wait. Can't think of one. Cuz there's not such a place that exists where God is not in charge. And so whether we think about it from the perspective of in all situations, I'm going to acknowledge him or whether I think about it in the perspective of everywhere I go, he's in charge. All the same, these are good strategies for me being able to pursue him well. And thinking about strategies, it reminds me of a story. A few weeks ago, I got to play and I'm using Ty a lot today, but I got to play with Ty, Zoe and Whitney and I got to play some games, some card games. Ty, do you remember what games we played? I think one of them was Spoons, and the other one was nerds. Nerds? Nertz. I had never played either one of these games. And so their family had to explain to me how to play the game. And Ty, I figured out the rules pretty quick, but did I understand the strategy for how to play? No. No. It looked pretty bad. I wish we recorded it, because it would have made for great video today. I had no idea how to handle the strategy of spoons or nerds. And so we were playing, and Ty would win, and Zoe would win, and Felicia would win, and Whitney would win, but guess who was not winning? This guy. I only won once. Ty's really, like, putting me out there here. I only won once, almost like how Ty only won once earlier today, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. We're not throwing anybody into the bus, so I only won one time. but. Understand, you know why I won? Because I watched the other players playing the game, and I started to realize that while I understood the rules of how to play, I didn't have a clear strategy on how to play. And I watched, and I saw how Ty would put his cards down like this. He wasn't even looking at the table anymore. It was like a robot, like, bow, bow, bow. And then I, would, I watched Whitney, Miss Whitney, and same thing. She was like, bow, 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 bow. And I saw Miss Felicia, and she was like, bow, 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 <laughs> And I'm like, what is happening? Why are they all moving so fast? But then I realized I need to move a bit faster. Now, was it a rule to move fast? No. The rule's not to move fast. The rule's, you know, I need to put down a certain card in a certain place, but the strategy is to not overthink it and to move quickly, to not second guess it, to not get stuck in a certain plan, but to adapt your plan accordingly and keep changing your plan as the game changes. Because if you keep moving fast and you keep adapting your plan, eventually you will win the game. And I won once. And I stopped playing after that. I'm a sore winner, too. Not just a sore loser. I'm a sore winner. So I won, and then I got up out of there. Hey, oh, I'm getting a bit tired. Felicia, you ready to go? Yeah, let's go home. Let's go home. But I realized the strategy, and that's how I won. And I think there's a strategy for pursuing God, and I'm willing to bet that one way beyond me acknowledging that he rules everything, beyond the fact that I could acknowledge him in all my ways, one other way, this is not an exhaustive list, but one other way I can figure out the strategies of God is I can look at people who are winning at the game. So I watched Ty, and I watched Whitney, and I watched Zoe, And I watched Felicia, and I saw how they were winning the game. And I said, if I follow their example, I might win some more too. And I think everybody in this room has somebody that they know who is really pursuing God well. Somebody who is winning the game. Maybe it's your parents going back to them. Maybe it's your older sibling maybe it's your cousin, maybe it's somebody else at Grace Kids, but we all have somebody, I'm willing to guess, we all have somebody that we can watch, we can observe, and we can learn the strategies for pursuing God well. Can you think of somebody that you can look at and they're doing it really well? Kids, can you think of anybody? Anybody got a big brother, a big sister that really listens to God well, right? Adults, you got anybody in your life? If you don't, you probably need to find somebody. Shania, who's your person? Oh. I love that answer, Shania. That's a beautiful answer. So all of us got at least one person. And I'm not saying copy everything they're doing, but if you see that some of the stuff they're doing is working in their pursuit of God, you probably should copy that. And the stuff they're doing that's not working, well, you should probably avoid that. Because the goal is to be closer to God, to know him better, to pursue him well. And the final thing I'm going to say is this, this is the shortest point. I think we should enjoy our pursuit of God. Sometimes we get so focused on the rules and so focused on the strategy that we miss the fact that we're playing a game that is fun. Getting to know God better. That's a joyful experience. And so we want to make sure that we're not doing the things for God with an attitude doing them without excitement, I guess I won't say a bad word today. Cause God doesn't want me to say a bad word, so I guess I won't say a bad word, Mom. Oh yeah, you want me to do chores? I guess I'll do your chores, since you want me to do the chores. Since you want me to clean my room, I guess I'll clean my room. Hmm. That's not the way to handle it. And sometimes we have the wrong attitude about playing the game, but here, I'm, I'm here to tell you that we shouldn't be playing games with how we pursue God and not enjoying them. God can fill our hearts with joy in a way that no video game, no piece of candy, no extended bedtime could ever. God is pretty amazing. And so as I get closer to him, I get to experience joy. Now, I'm not talking about happiness because happiness, well, that's when everything's going perfect. Joy is a little different because it's, it's a filling of my heart that takes place even when everything is not going the way I want it to. But even if things happen the way I don't want them to, if I'm getting closer to God, I can tell you from experience, you will have more joy. But don't believe me? Let's read our final passage of the day. In John 15, verse 11 it says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be may be made full. I'll say it again. These things, this is after Jesus has talked about being connected to him. This is after Jesus is talking about in verse 10, obeying him. And after saying all these things, Jesus, even though it's not in red, but just trust me, it's in red in your Bibles. You can look at it later. With your parents, it says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So these rules, these strategies, God is giving to them to you, not just because he wants to show you how in charge he is, though he is in charge. He's doing it so that his joy may be in you. And your joy may be made more full. And that seems like a really good reason for us to play the game of pursuing God well. Don't you agree? Well, if you agree, say amen. 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 (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, we are so grateful for you. God, we thank you for showing us in your Bible, for showing us through our parents, for speaking to us directly through your Holy Spirit. We thank you for showing us exactly what you want from us. God, we are not playing a game. God, we're not pursuing you without first knowing how to do so. Lord, I am so grateful that you have explained to us how we can find you. God, I'm grateful that we have people that we can look at in our lives that can teach us how to do that even better than we are doing it right now. And Lord, we want to get really good at it because when we get to be closer to you, we can experience more joy. And Lord, your people want more joy your people need more joy. We want to be closer to you. We want to know you. So, God, we will follow your rules, and, Lord, we will learn new strategies so that we can know you. It is in your matchless name we pray, and all the kids and adults say amen. Thank you all for listening. Now we're gonna hear from Mr. Nevin,